It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. It's Monday afternoon, and that means one thing. It's time for, for your weekly Cards Cast, the weekly podcast for Cardinal Authority. I am senior writer Michael McCamma, joined as always by publisher Jody Demling. Louisville, we're going to talk with some football. We're going to talk some men's basketball, some women's basketball as well. We're going to start with football. Cardinals coming off a, a disappointing loss. Uh, and you can point to your finger at a number of reasons. And we're going to get through that through this. Uh, this fell uh, to, to Virginia Tech. A, a valiant effort in trying to come back. We're down big early uh, and made a, a nice run of it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get over that hump. But, uh, you know, it, it's. It's a, it's another it's another chapter in what has kind of been a roller coaster and kind of quirky year. Obviously, when you t- toss in COVID, it's one of the, it's just a strange year we've never seen before. Yeah, and you know what, Michael, I can say this. But first of all, we are not in quarantine right now. That's a good thing because yeah, about everybody else I know, I think is in quarantine. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy uh, right now how this thing is uh, is spreading and going crazy. Uh, across our city and, and everywhere else. So we wish everybody the best um, out there. Um, and and, and let, let, let's start there. Let's start. Let, the, that's the, to me, that's the good news. Okay. And, and obviously I'm talking from experience because I, uh, I, I am a COVID survivor and, and, and I was pretty bad off back in, in yeah. March and in April. So I, I can say the one positive thing out of all of this that I have heard is the fact that that the that the young men that have COVID uh, and that and it is multiple young men that have COVID from the Louisville team are all doing just fine. I, I mean, not that not, I'm not saying they're not sick, and I'm not saying that they don't have symptoms because I think a, a couple of them do, from what I understand. But I but again, um, they're all they're all doing fine, and I and I think that's a lot of times right now that's getting lost in everything that we say and do in our world, not just in sports, but, but in our world, um, because so many people are dealing with this that you kind of forget sometimes that, uh, that the health and well-being of, of people are the, are the first thing. Uh, yeah. And again, for Louisville, for the, for the guys, um, Monty Montgomery, Yaya Diaby, Dana Kennard, Tiberius Peterson, Judarian Boykin, Malik Clark, Michael Bland, um, Isaiah Hayes, and Ryan Harwell are the nine guys that missed the game. They're the nine guys that could miss Virginia's game, um, and and I think there is another a couple guys um, that are that are scout team guys that were not on the travel roster. Well, they were not on the dress roster for last week, so we wouldn't know if they're unavailable. But uh, um, but again, I, I've, I've heard all those guys are doing okay. So that is the biggest thing. It is, you know, and it's kind of gotten to the, I mean, it's become so widespread. It's been widespread for so long that as the season goes on, it's almost being discussed to your point, you know, like, you know, it's, it's a nagging injury that leaves somebody day to day, you know, where, where certainly it's a lot more of a serious situation than that. So again, you know, I'll add, I'll add to your comments and, and wish them all the best as well. And, and, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll make a, a as quick, a speedy recovery as they can and, and, and be able to, to move forward without uh, concerns, but certainly their loss, uh, you know, as far as Louisville is concerned, when you look at this last game against Virginia tech, it had a huge impact. I mean, there's no other way really around. I mean, there was some other factors, you know, Louisville's offense got off to a slow start. They had, you know, three turnovers again, which continues to plague them this year. 
but really, you know, Jody, we talked about it earlier. You know, if Louisville has these nine guys, um, most of which were along that defensive front as well as key linebacker Monty Montgomery, uh, Louisville has a, probably a pretty dang good shot of getting a W instead of an L in that game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I look, we've talked about it a number of times on here and, and, and on the board. Monty Montgomery, yeah. to me, is the best defensive player Louisville has. This year, he's been playing the best. Um, and and he, he leads the team in sacks. Going into the week, he was third on the team in tackles. Not that far behind from being the leading tackler on the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and for all the, the, all the ill will that Isaiah Hayes had, had gotten early in the year, the last couple of weeks, he really had shored up his tackling and and not wasn't missing those tackles like he had, you know, before and, and was playing at a high level. Um, you know, Yaya and, and Dana and Tiberius Peterson and Malik Clark, just guys up front that really help out. And I think the one that a lot of people forgot about was Ryan Hartwell. And I'm not even talking about from a punter standpoint because he was, uh, he was, uh, Logan Lupo was pretty good in the, I think he had to punt what two times or three times or whatever. Um, but, but as far as a holder is concerned, that's the one thing that is different, um, is, is to have a different holder out there. And so when you've got guys that you're missing and you find out, for the most part, all of those guys found out when they woke up Saturday morning. They 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 got those guys out of their rooms uh, overnight and in, in, in or, you know early early Saturday morning. Uh, oh, they got them where I don't even know how they do it. I don't know if they keep them in their rooms or they quarantine them. I'm sure a lot of these guys were uh, uh, were roommates. Um, so and that's how it kind of happened to where it, where um, you know it was all the defensive linemen pretty much. Um, but we do expect them to miss this week. You know, Scott Satterfield said Monty Montgomery, they're still checking on the on the um, um, contact tracing. Uh, it is weird and it is crazy, but it is true that if you have the virus, yeah. uh, if I if Michael, if you and I both have the if I have the virus and you're in contact with me and you're quarantined for 14 days, I am probably going to come back to the team faster than you are. And yeah. I had the virus. As long as I don't have any symptoms and things like that, then I'm then I'm pretty much back in uh, in in ten days. You know, just over a week. But if you have to contact trace, you're out for fourteen days, and that is a hard and fast uh, fourteen day rule. So uh, that that it, it, it doesn't seem right, but that's what the way this virus is. It can it can uh, you know it can still spread within fourteen days, or you can still uh, after contacting uh, contacting it, you can. Uh, uh, still get the uh, the symptoms up to 14 days. So we don't know uh, exactly who's going to start or who's going to play and who's not going to play. But Scott Satterfield, to me, I like the idea of next man up kind of thing. It's it's a weird season anyway. They were they had talked about canceling the game Saturday, but decided, hey, you know what? Next man up. We're not going to do that. Let's let's go play. And they almost won the game. And I think they'll be fine this week. I think after you get a whole week. Um, again, it's going to be a tough game. It's a tough game to win on the road, no matter where you are or who you're playing. Um, but, you know, if if you've got a week, it's a lot better to prepare than if you just have about seven hours. Yeah, without question. And, you know, and and also you have to toss in the factor. And, let, and let's, you know, let, let's keep in mind, you know, this is hitting programs across, across the country every week. We've seen it now, obviously, impact Clemson and, and many others in the ACC and, and other conferences as well. You know, and Scott Satterfield was asked, you know, do you think it's just going to be those nine guys? And his response is, well, you know, today it is. But, you know, the, the way the virus works, who knows? You know, tomorrow it could be somebody else, and you just never know. So, and Louisville's done extremely well. Um, you know, there's been a lot of praise from Matt Summers and his team 
uh, how well they've handled this, and and they have. They've done an exceptional job, not just with the football program, but across the the athletic departments with all the athletes. And you know, but it, it's the, the virus is what it is. So how much it'll impact moving forward, you know, it's it's continues basically to be a roll of the dice. But you know, looking forward to the Virginia game. You know, the Cavaliers coming off a, a really nice win for them. Uh, against North Carolina at their place, uh, you know, so they're 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 riding high, and it, to me, it looks like it's a game that could be, you know, a lot of fun if you like offense. So, but the, I do like Louisville's chances. I like Louisville's chances against Virginia Tech. Both you and I p- predicted the Cardinals to win the game. Of course, that was pre guys missing the game uh, due to the COVID reasons. But uh, you know, we'll see what this week how it progresses. You know, hopefully. It is just those those same guys, and, and then it won't continue to – nothing else will happen you know, with the rest of the roster, and they'll be able to take as many guys as they can. And, and like you said, and like Scott Satterfield pointed out during his press conference, you know, having a week to pre- prepare for a team other than waking up on Saturday morning and going, oh, hey, Derek Dorsey, you're going to start, and, you know, hey – you know, you're going to be playing this many snaps. And, you know, that's that's a big difference. I mean, now that, you know, the mentality is there now for these guys. OK, I've got to step up my game. I've got to be ready, you know, to not just play four or five snaps, but maybe play 40, 50 snaps. So um, having that week to prepare will be a big difference, I think, as well. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. And, uh, and again, this is a team that, you know, has been up and down and had some issues all season. You know, I mean, yeah. Look, I hate to say, I hate to say you coulda, woulda, shoulda, but man, yeah. even with all those guys out, they coulda, shoulda, woulda probably won that game. I mean, uh, an onside kick that went right over the head of uh, Javion Hawkins. Uh, if he that? gets that, you know, they tie, they maybe tie the game up. Who knows what happens? Um, you know, Malik, Malik's first pass, the, that early interception was just a terrible throw uh, on on his part. Really, probably one of the worst throws that that, yeah. that you've had. You know what I mean? So look like I, me I don't out know. there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think, I just think this team, I just think this team, um, this team is. I go back to what we said before. This team doesn't have much room for error. Last year's team didn't have much room for error. Last year's team didn't turn the ball over a ton. They didn't make penalties that really cost them a lot, and they ended up winning probably what three, four games that they could have lost. This yeah. year's team, it's kind of the flip side. It's kind of the opposite of that. It is, you know, and it's it's almost kind of bizarre. We've talked about it, I think, weekly, basically, on this Cars cast. We talk about it daily on the message boards at Cardinal Authority about this turnover situation. I mean, Louisville, I think, uh, you know, I was looking at earlier today, three teams in the country have more turnovers than Louisville. Um, and when you, you, you factor in, they've only gotten four takeaways I mean, I think the number was for teams that have played five or more games, there's only one other program and, and they've played five that uh, have had fewer takeaways than Louisville who's four in seven games. I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of bizarre. You think at some point, you know, the other team's just going to accidentally drop the ball occasionally, you know, or, or something's going to happen, but Louisville's just not able to pounce on it when those opportunities as rare as they have been, uh, they just haven't been able to capitalize on those at all, you know, so. Turnover is certainly a big factor um, and number, you know, we've, we've talked about the penalties. There's been, you know, what I would classify as stupid penalties. The personal foul penalties, you know, have hurt Louisville a number of times this year. Um, you know, so a lot of those factors come into to where they are now at two and five and just one and five in the ACC. One thing that I have been impressed with um, has been for the majority of this team, um, especially kind of. You could almost look at Malik Cunningham and the leadership that he's been giving both on and off the field, had a story on it last week, is how they they seem to quickly 
you know, kind of put what win or loss in in the past and focus on what's coming up next with the with the right mindset, you know, focused on the things they need to to focus on. We heard a lot about it, you know, the two weeks leading, you know, up to, leading up to the Notre Dame game, leading up to the Florida State game, and even leading up to the Virginia Tech game, how the mindset has been changing on the team, how guys have been, you know, now showing up not as they're supposed to be there or maybe a minute or two late, but they're showing up early to the training room. They're showing up early uh, to the room. You know, they're, they're going the extra, given that extra effort in practice and things along those days in the team meeting rooms, they're more engaged. Um, and those little things make a big difference. We've heard them say, look, we're going to win the game throughout the week, not just on Saturday. And I think last week they did the job to win the game on Saturday. They just had, you know, again, you know, I hate to keep pointing to COVID for an excuse, but I do think if they have those guys there, I think Louisville comes away with a W. How they'll respond again this week, it's going to be interesting. You know, we've been talking about this morning as news broke, uh, you know, about uh, Thurman Gathers deciding to opt out and, and apparently looking to transfer away from the program. And it sounds like it's, you know, it sounds like it's one of those cases where maybe somebody wasn't completely bought in or, or giving that I'm going to show up early to practice or show up early to the weight room kind of situation, how that impacts the rest of the roster, you know, will be interest, interesting to follow throughout the week. Yeah, definitely. Um, not sure. Um, you know, Thurman was a more of a third down guy. They talked to him, they talked highly about him in the off season, but never really seemed to get a whole lot of run. And to be quite honest, um, you know, Louisville was down five defensive linemen. He is an outside linebacker, but he, he also can play, a defensive end spot uh, if they needed him to. Matter of fact, I think he was one of the guys they cross-trained uh, early in the season. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But um, you know, uh, he couldn't. He didn't see the field last week um, against Virginia Tech when they were down. You know, eight defensive, eight guys on the defensive side of the ball. I, I was kind of surprised um, that he didn't play more um, throughout the year. So obviously, there was something going on there. Uh, something happened and I'm not sure what it was and I'm not sure we'll ever find out what it was, uh, but I don't expect him, uh, you know, to be back. And, and again, and we make fun of it and laugh all the time because everybody jokes around about the question, but yes, that does not mean that they can add another player uh, just because he leaves and, and transfers uh, in, in the recruiting class. It still stays at 24, but you know, Thurman was a guy that has a lot of potential. He needed to put some weight on, he needed to get some strength. Uh, but I was really looking forward to seeing how he could, uh, kind of improve over the next couple of years. And uh, and I hate to see him go because, again, that defensive side of the ball, that's what this staff is doing. They're trying to build depth. They don't have depth. They're trying to build it. And uh, and when you lose a guy like that, uh, it's tough. Exactly. Now, with yeah. on the flip side of that, you gain a guy like uh, Ramon Perrier, who is not on scholarship. He's still a walk-on. And I thought he played his tail off the other night. I thought he played yeah. well enough uh, uh, to get to, to help the Cards win. Yeah, he did. You know, and there, you know, and you really got to tip your hat to all those guys that had to step up their 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 play on the defensive front. Again, going guys from may not have even seen snaps in, in some weeks to to becoming a starter. You know, it, coming in and trying to do their best to give Louisville an opportunity. And you know, I thought they did as good as they possibly could be put in that situation. You know, I, I was impressed by the play play of C.J. Avery for a second straight week. Um, I think he finished the, as a team lead on on tackles again for uh, another week in a row. Um, he had a couple really big hits that that were crucial in forcing the Virginia Tech to punt in some situations to give that offense uh, an opportunity to come back. You know, so I like the, the the mindset and the aggressiveness that he's been playing with for the last couple of weeks as well. You know, so there are some positives and there are some big positives on the offensive side of the ball. Again, you can always you know point to Javion Hawkins and and my goodness, the things that he's accomplishes. You know, Jody, I don't know about you, but 
I've never seen a team make a play to run out the clock at the end of the first half and it ends up as a 90 yard scamper for a touchdown, you know, but the kid is just amazing. Uh, you know, and even with the three turnovers, uh, Cunningham, I thought had a really good, uh, you know, really good outing. Not all of those turnovers were really his fault. He had a couple you know, tip balls that, that led to interceptions, but uh, you know, a lot of positives to, to pull from that game, but you know, at the end of the day, it's an L and, and that's what stings the most. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I, and I think, um, you know, I think with uh, with Cunningham, I, it was one of his better games. You take away the one interception, like I said, the worst pass that I think he's really thrown here. Um, I think back last maybe with a Western game or the, one of those early games, he had a really bad interception. But uh, but that one was a really bad one the other night. But the second one, Des should have caught, bounced off his hands and up into the air. He should have caught that or at least knocked it down. And then the third one is just, uh, you know, throw, you got to throw the ball in the end zone. He threw it away. Yeah. Uh, but he threw it away, and and they actually gained five yards on the interception. Yeah, it was on that fourth down, and, and so. it was pinned, and it was pinned, it, it pinned them inside the five yard line. So if you're gonna throw one there, that's not a bad one. But again, you just gotta throw that ball in the in into the end zone. But you know, Hawkins was great. Guys were all over the all over the field making plays offensively. Maurice Berkeley really stepped up yeah. the last two weeks when they've needed him. Um, and uh, you know, Braden Smith made a couple plays the other night, and Marshawn Ford's there. This team has got the talent. They've got the ability. Again, I just keep going back to the, the point that they don't have much room for error, and they almost have to be pretty close to perfect to win games. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's where you're seeing. That's why we keep bringing up how much the penalties are, are, are really hurting this team, how much the turnovers are really killing this team. You know, and, and there's you know obviously some other factors as well. We've talked about the play calling, and especially – the Georgia Tech and Notre Dame, Notre Dame games that really jumped out how much they ran on first down and and seemed kind of predictable in those games. But, you know, and I think we've seen some changes and some adjustments to the play calling uh, since then. So, you know, you know, kudos for 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 making the needed changes. Uh, but again, you almost do have to be perfect and, and when you're not um, and, and, you, and you can't force the other team to make mistakes, uh, then it's going to be really hard for you in a, in a league like the ACC uh, where you especially when you're a Louisville team that struggles with depth and a number of other factors um, to overcome them. So um, we'll see what they can do this week. You know, they, they've, I liked what we saw against Notre Dame and Florida State, the, the turnover situation, except for the, the muffed punt uh, by Rajay Burns against Florida State. They were pretty much clean in the turnover game. Uh, and you see the result, uh, a blowout win over Florida State and an opportunity to, to, to win in South Bend. So um, when they can play perfect or close to, good things can happen. Um, just unfortunately, uh, you know, last year, like we started off the show last year, they got, uh, they were able to finish strong this year, you know, little things like these penalties and, and turnovers are killing them at the end of the game and they're turning into L's instead of W's. No doubt about it. All right. We'll continue to keep you posted all week on it. If, if anything changes again, like I said, this thing could totally change. Um, it could, could have totally changed today. I mean, they tested today. Who knows, um, what, uh, what happens when, when you get tested and that kind of thing. Um, well, they'll test again on Wednesday morning, uh, and then they'll test on Friday morning before they leave Louisville, and then Friday afternoon when they get to Virginia is kind of the protocol that they uh, that they have been going through is uh, is is you know leave. Um, so so they're really testing four times a week when they go on the road. Um, it's just an extra test on Friday. Um, it and it and it happens or it helps like last week. You know if if it had been a road game last week, they would have known before they left uh, the the football complex because those those tests um, they're doing the test on on Friday morning 
and then you leave like about noon one ish usually uh, for a, for a road game, and they would have known by then and then tested again. The ACC protocol test is you have to do that when you land and you're at your team hotel. So um, so again, if if last week would have been a road game, they would have at least known about 24 hours earlier that guys weren't going to be able to play. Uh, it still would have been kind of the same, but I think this week having having some time to adjust and to not having these guys uh, will be a, will be a good thing. They're actually practicing today. They practiced yesterday, and they're going tonight. They're going to go kind of I think late tonight because um, tomorrow they have to be off. It's a mandatory off day for election day uh, from the NCAA. Most of the guys uh, have already voted. Matter of fact, I don't know that many of the guys will vote tomorrow because because they've already done it. They've already uh, they've they've already yeah. done their. Uh, their due diligence and, and done that kind of thing. So uh, basketball will be off tomorrow as well. Women's every, everything will be off tomorrow um, is, uh, is it is election day, but um, it's still, we can talk some basketball um, as, uh, as the season is coming up. Um, I, I think, um, I, I, I think we'll get the, the, uh, the non-conference schedule coming up here. Uh, in the next couple of days, I mean, it could be today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't think it'll be tomorrow, by the way, uh, on election day, but it could be today. It could be Wednesday, it could be Thursday or Friday. I think it'll be this week. I, I still think we're right on November 25th, South, uh, Southern Illinois, so November 27th, Seton Hall, November 29th, Prairie View, uh, December 1st, Western Kentucky, December 4th, UNC Greensboro, at uh, Wisconsin on December 9th. And Kentucky at home on December 26th with two ACC games in the month of December as well. Uh, so really, that is a uh, nine-game a nine-game schedule from November 25th to December 26th. That's nine games that are pretty tough, and yeah. uh, and I think it'll end up being you know one of the uh, toughest you know schedules that that you see out there. I really do. Yeah, and it's funny how quickly things can can change too. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago. You know, there were grumblings about how soft Louisville's you know pre-ACC schedule was going to be, and, and people were expressing disappointment in what Louisville's multi-team event was going to be like. And you know, and now here we are. You know, with games against uh, Louisville or games against Seton Hall, obviously Wisconsin in in the ACC Big Ten uh, challenge. You know, Kentucky on the on the docket as well. Western Kentucky in the MTE. So, uh, they've, they've lined up or, you know, I think, like you said, a really good, uh, non-conference slate. And, and, and when you, you toss in those two ACC games, uh, in December before that UK game, and, and it just gets, gets a little bit even more uh, challenging for this team that, uh, that really I'm looking forward to seeing get on the floor. Certainly uh, a lot of things they still have to overcome themselves, you know, on the injury front or development, whatever the case may be. Uh, but the, the, the potential is there. And that's what kind of one of the things we've been talking about on the message boards, how, you know, the one thing about this Louisville team is there's a lot of potential now, you know, which is a great thing, but potential means you don't know yet. You know, so I'm curious to see, you know, once they get on that floor for that November 25th game, what we're, what we start to see. I do like the video. I don't know if I'm sure you, Jody, you've seen it, but if, if for those who haven't, um, the video that Jalen Withers put out on his Twitter account that the, the athletic department put together for him to you know, basically say, just wait and see what I got for you in store. Uh, it was pretty impressive, you know, so I have to look forward to his abilities this year as well as many others and seeing what the potential turns into uh, this season. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I do. And I, I look forward to Jalen and seeing I, I look forward to see how they're going to use him. I really I mean, I really do. Yeah. Um, he could be used in a number of, of different ways. Um, 
you know, to reiterate what what Snow, what Brian Snow said last week in, in his notebook and what we've said before, I mean, this is no knock um, on David Johnson and it's no knock on the abilities of Samuel Williams or anybody else on the, on the team. But Carly Jones is simply right now, uh, he is the best player on the team and uh, um, he's shooting it very well. He's running the team and, and and he's a veteran and he's a fifth year guy and he's been through the wars. He's been through the ups. He's been through the downs. He's been a leader. He's been a captain. Um, it, it's again, it's not a knock on DJ or Sam because I still think DJ's gone at the end of this year because I think he's going to end up being epic, but he'll show this year. But um, that doesn't mean Carleek can't be the best player on the team. Um, I, I think Carleek's the best player on the team. DJ has the most pro potential on the team. And Sam has the ability to improve more than anybody uh, out there on the team, in, in my opinion. Um, I also... I've heard a lot of good things about Dre Davis, and I know everybody's going to ask about Malik and, and, and Aiden. Uh, as we've said before, I think Gabe Wisnitzer is going to play this year and not redshirt. So so that you can just kind of I, – I think we're going to see him on the floor this year uh, and, and not redshirt like we expected it because they're going to need uh, – they're going to need depth. You know, Aiden has had – you know, when you think about Aiden and, and what some people forget about with Aiden Agahan – is that this the pandemic probably was worse for Aiden than for anybody else on, on the on this team. It it stunted everybody's growth. It stunted everybody's ability or chances to get better because they weren't here on campus for so long. Um, you know, from March 14th, 15th, whatever it was, uh, until when they came back in uh, in June or July, whenever that was. I don't even remember. I mean, we've had so many uh, dates of people coming back and all that. But but he went for a long time there without being able to do anything because he was in ground. He was basically in ground zero yeah. uh, uh, in New York City at home, where at the time COVID was worse there than it was anywhere else, probably in, in the world. So, I mean, it was shut down. It wasn't like he could go, you know, to down the street and get a pickup game going on or do whatever. So so he really had that growth stunted quite a bit more than anybody else, even because he needed to he needed to be in. He needs to be in the gym and working on his skills and getting better. That's the only way he's going to get the confidence to do the things that he needs to be doing. Um, so, again, I think that uh, a lot of people forget about that, um, that while, you know, I, I know here, you know, I mean, I mean, David was here, but he was working out. Um, he had an he had a chance to to get into a gym and do some things. It might not have been a, a, a run with with guys and they weren't playing pickup ball. Uh, but but, you know, I know Josh went back to North Carolina and, and had the ability to do that. Jalen, the same kind of thing. But uh, but but for Aiden. He was, you know, he was one of the guys in, in New York or he was the guy in New York and one of the guys that just didn't have a chance. And, and I think that that really kind of has hurt everything in, in, his, in his progress and in the, in the COVID and all that. And Malik, I think he just from what I understand um, and we've said it before on the boards, I mean, I think they'll try to to get him ready for the opener. Um, I, I think the, you know, the possibility is pretty good. Um, that, that he will be able to play in the opener, but, uh, but we just don't know. It's more of a rest and make sure that the, um, from what I understand, the foot is more of a, of a, of a make sure that this is perfect and make sure that this isn't going to get hurt a week or two after you start playing again, 
and, and have to and have to suffer through it the entire season. Yeah, better be safe than sorry. And you know, and and to your point on Aiden, I mean, he's the guy that needs to be coached up the most. And even if he had a, access to a goal uh, in New York City, you know, he, he's just, he was essentially all by himself um, instead of being able to you know work out with with people that could really help him improve his game. But going back to your point on Carly Jones, you know, and and I know some people initially took that as a potential negative for for you know David Johnson or Sam Williamson or anybody else on the team. I mean, consider this. I mean, as as it's been repeated, you know, numerous times how he's was rated as the top grad transfer not just by 247 Sports, but other outlets as well. You know, but he just, I mean, he, as we reported at Cardinal Authority and, and it was reported elsewhere, he garnered All-American honors from Jeff Goodman from Stadium. I mean, you just don't pick up All-American honors if somebody just feels good about you. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, a lot of people have seen play and know what he's capable of and, and know what he can do jumping into an ACC team and how impactful that he can be uh, with the Cardinals. So, you know, there, there's reason He's getting so much praise. It's not just because, you know, it's the trendy thing to do for the new guy on the team that put up big numbers at a, at a big South program. This is a guy that's coming in to impact both on and off the floor. And thus far, since he arrived in campus, what, early June, uh, he's doing just that. So, um, you know, I haven't been as excited to see a newcomer play in a long time as, as I have for Carleek because of, you know, the hype that surrounds him. And, you know, and, and if we've talked about it before, Jody, you know, the way he seems to be handling you know, the preseason attention, the, the the accolades that he's bringing in is pretty impressive as well. Um, you know, so he's a guy that's vocal uh, and whose desire is really to go out there and not just bring his high scoring potential, but also to elevate David Johnson, Sam Williamson and, and everybody else on the team to, to make them even better and, and make this team and help this Louisville team go from a potentially good team to a realistically good team. So um, looking forward to that November, November 25th date and seeing them out on the floor. Yep. Hopefully we'll all get to see him out on the floor or, we'll yeah, at least, or at least watch him. Be, you know, somebody will be there or watch him or do whatever. <laughs> be a camera guy so, there at least. Yeah, exactly. So, um, with Roosevelt Wheeler, um, I, I do think we'll, we could hear some things this week. Um, I'm actually waiting on, uh, on, on a couple of calls back today. I mean, we could hear something, um, in the next, uh, we could hear something in the next couple of weeks or a couple of days. I mean, uh, and I think that he will sign, uh, next week, I really like Louisville's chances. I think they're in a great in great shape. Um, as long as uh, as long as mom signs off, from what I understand, um, Louisville is in it, it, is, is in perfect shape. Yeah, but I think that I think she just wanted to I think she wanted to see and 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 check some things out for herself as far as you know doing some research on the program and that kind of thing and and in the city and all that. So. I think she uh, I, I think mom's I think mom's good. I think Roosevelt will be good. And I think, uh, you know, in in the end, it's going to prove to be a very nice get pickup for Louisville down the road. Uh, if they can land him, that would be five uh, in the uh, in the class of, uh, of 2021 for the cards. If they can if they can get him, that would be a really good five player class uh, for the cards, especially with everything that's going on. Uh, you know, around the program was still the NCAA things and all that kind of stuff. So it would be a very, very nice pickup for them. Women's basketball. I can't wait to see them. Hopefully, I think we might actually get a chance to see them this week. Um, there's a there's a little rumor that they might be uh, they might be doing a little thing for the media so they can uh, so we can kind of watch them practice. I, I'm telling you, I'm trying to do a um, uh, a starting lineup and the men's is the men's is difficult. The women's is almost impossible. I mean, it truly is. Um, I, I mean, he could really start 
four, five, six different combinations. Uh, and when you start those combinations, I, 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 here's, 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 here's my thing. Okay. I've, I've done five variations of the starting lineup. Okay. And in my five variations of the starting lineup, I don't have Haley Van Lith, Mikasa Robinson, or Norika Kono in any of the five, if that tells you anything. Oh, I mean, yeah. it is it is crazy that that you think about that. But Alana Smith was a junior college national player of the year last year, and I think she's going to be have a major impact on this team. I think Haley Van Lith is going to have a major impact on this team. And Dana Evans is the reigning ACC player of the year. And Kiana Smith, from the things that I was told last year, at times was the best player on the team last year in practice when she was sitting out. Not to mention you have two, a McDonald's All-American and Nia Green who sat out last year. It's crazy the depth that they have. Yeah, I mean, it, Jeff Wall says it himself. I mean, earlier when we had a chance to talk to him just a few days ago, he, he said it's probably the deepest team that he's ever had. They can go 12, te- 12 players that are eligible. They can all play. and basically says there's not going to be a drop-off no matter who's out on the floor. Um, you know, And that's obviously the potential to, to spell really good things. Uh, you know, Jeff Walls clearly has built a, a program that aims for the Final Four and a and, and, and is chasing that national championship, and this is going to be another one of those teams. I mean, when you get a coach that's dropping that much praise on you in, in the preseason, um, you've got a chance to do something special, you know, and I think it's just a matter of time until we do see that at, uh, at UofL. You know, I'm not making any predictions on it yet or not, but you certainly like their chances, you know, uh, of getting far this year. Playing in the ACC is always difficult, but, but you know, listening to you spell out this roster and listening to how Jeff's talking about them, it gets you excited for what they're capable of. Yeah, no doubt about it. It is, uh, it is kind of crazy, and uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to get the year started for the men and the women's, and, uh, and I'm excited to see what this football team can do moving forward down the, uh, down the road. We'll keep you posted. If there is a commitment this week, remember, we all have a special commitment episode of the Cards Cast. so uh, if you see commitment episode, you know that uh, something good's happened. Caleb Banks uh, popped on Saturday, and uh, we took care of that one. And, again, it, it could be at some point this week that Roosevelt Wheeler makes a decision. And if he it, right now, I, I would not do a crystal ball right now, but I just really like Louisville's spot and where they're at with him uh, if he does make a decision at some point this week. But for Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. This has been our weekly edition of the Cards Cast. We will see you next week. Keep clicking at cardinalauthority.com.